big bank, small bank, in-between bank, neobank, challenger bank, credit union, or any other financial services institution you can think of. Few, if any, would be able to match the corporate culture at Quantic Bank. And on today's podcast, we have Steve Schnall, Casey Christopher, and Mike Lance here to tell you all about the four pillars upon which they have built one fantastic workplace. From the studios of Karma Productions Worldwide in Chicago, this is Lou Carlozo's Bankadelic. Bankadelic, the colorful side of finance, where we supply expert views, riff on the news, innovate, and investigate actionable insights unscripted. Banking with a caffeine kick. I'm your host, Lou Carlozo, inviting you to sit back, grab a cuppa, kick up your feet. Here we go. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Bankadelic, part of the NMD Plus Productions podcast family based in London, England. I am Lou Carlozo, based in Chicago, and I have to tell you, corporate culture is something that is often debated but not mastered in financial services, number one. And number two, there is one company I found that has its finger on the pulse and is doing it like no other, and that's Quantic Bank. And I am going to introduce the Dream Team to talk about Quantic Culture, their values, and how it's making a difference. First, we have Mike Lance, the Chief People Officer. Mike is a 25-year veteran in the talent, training, coaching, and leadership development space. He's responsible for the overall talent strategy, culture, and people operations of Quantic. We have Steven Schnall, the founder and CEO. He's a serial entrepreneur who founded Quantic, the Adapted Digital Bank, in 2009 with a vision to transform traditional retail banking into a customer-centric digital commerce experience. Steven has been instrumental in the acceleration and growth of Quantic and has transformed the bank into a profitable, well-capitalized philanthropic digital financial institution, which does business in all 50 states. And Casey Christopher, the Chief Empowerment Officer. Casey is a seasoned leader with unique and innovative strategic visions for impactful pathways to change. In October 2020, Casey was promoted to Quantic's first Chief Empowerment Officer, and I love that title. This role provides a channel for Quantic employees to initiate change, to participate in change, and to cultivate change. Casey provides resources and opportunities for Quantic teammates to feel comfortable bringing their authentic selves to work. Love it. So one thing that I thought we would do to kick off the podcast is not only have each one of these guests introduce themselves a little bit, but talk about the song that gets them pumped for work. And I thought we would start with Mike. And Mike, you can hand it off to the next person. Take it away. Well, I guess if we're the dream team, I need to be Charles Barkley from that team. We'll give Steve, Michael Jordan, and I think Casey is Patrick Ewing. So that's, that's who you can be, right? <laughs> yeah, so Lou, thanks for having us on. I love Quantic. I love being here. I've been here about a year. In fact, Casey and I started on the exact same day. And what really attracted me to Quantic was its commitment to its people. And I've been in this space for 25 years, and I've always chosen the companies I've worked for or worked with by how they feel about their people. And if they see their people as a real strategic advantage to their growth, then I'm all in. And so that's what attracted me to them. And my pump up music every day is Thunderstruck by ACDC. 
that song came out in August of 1990. So I was a sophomore in college at Indiana University. And, you know, we'd go out and we'd work out and stuff like that. And we'd always play ACDC. And I just loved that song. And so I would just invite everybody listening to this podcast on your way to work, on your way to the gym, on your way to your home office, just play Thunderstruck by ACDC. You can't be in a bad mood after listening to that song. So Casey, why don't you take it from here? Casey Christopher, Chief Empowerment Officer at Quantic. And I had the unique opportunity to actually have Quantic as a customer of mine when I was at Center State Bank in correspondent banking and was really drawn to what Steve was building culturally. But also he was one of the first bankers that really didn't dismiss my crazy ideas when I threw things at him. So I was really excited to have the opportunity to join Quantic. And my song is Eye of the Tiger by Survivor which was our hype song when I was in high school. And before I would do a gymnastics meet or something, every time I heard that song, I felt super strong, super confident, super visible. And when I hear it now, I feel those same feelings. That's cool. So Steve Stahl, founder, CEO, Casey, it's a, Interesting coincidence that both of our Get Pumped Up songs are from the Rocky soundtrack. My wife and I walked down the aisle to Gonna Fly. You know, dun, dun, da, da, dun, da, da, dun, da. Anyway, just unconventional. Get the audience in the right mood and pair for the big moment. Yeah, so talking about culture, when I founded the bank with George Lazaridis back in 2009, we had this idea that we were going to do something different. It was going to be a digital bank, make mortgage loans to people who were otherwise unable to obtain them, help facilitate the American dream of homeownership. But it was hard doing these things that were different because we didn't really understand how culture played a role in all this. And we learned over the years that having a sign on the wall, which is teamwork or integrity or doing employee of the month, this isn't culture. These are platitudes. And ultimately, it wasn't until probably, I don't know, two or three years ago that we were going through some major transformation. And at that time, there was this epiphany that if we don't really get everybody rowing in the same direction, if we don't really get everybody buying into the vision, if we don't get everybody wanting to be here and getting along, and communicating properly together, this isn't going to be possible to do. Ultimately, we made a big investment in culture and our people. I don't know of any banks our size that have a chief empowerment officer or a chief people officer, but these are highly paid and worth it executives who their job every day is to make Quantic an awesome place to be by focusing on the needs and desires and ambitions of our employees above everything else. And I think that's really what's become the secret ingredient to enable us to be able to do some of the great things we're doing today. As a veteran who has been in the banking industry now, either as a writer or an editor for about a decade, it is just incredible to hear these values and that vision. It's just so rare. And that is really the thrust behind this podcast I wanted to share for the audience and for people in the industry, what you're doing there, because it is uncommon. 
I think at various points in my career, I wish I had worked for a company that even had one of these values. I don't know who wants to discuss this, but it is progress, not perfection. Progress is what matters. Don't let a desire for perfection prevent progress. What's behind that value? So I can grab this one. Any of us could grab any of them because we really do live this stuff. But ultimately, we're trying to do things that are complicated, building a digital bank, innovating and developing new adaptive products and deploying new technologies. And it's daunting in many ways. A lot of things that we ask people to do, they've never done before because they're traditional, capable bankers. But we're trying to now bridge into this new universe. And sometimes people just are afraid to make a mistake because they think there'll be a backlash or consequences. And we actually encourage people to make mistakes. And so it's okay if you make mistakes because that's how we learn. Part of that is really drilling into people's heads that as long as we're making progress and moving in the right direction and striving, okay if we break a couple of eggs along the way. And so we talk about it all the time, progress, not perfection, because so many of the things we're doing are not done yet. They're half done or almost done or still at the starting gate. But every day we talk about how do we push the ball up the field just a little bit? How do we make progress? We don't have to get it perfect. Excellent. And that leads us to value number two, know the goal. Be intentional to understand the needed outcome, measure it, and beat it. Who wants to take that? I'll grab it. One of the things that employees really want, we like to call them team members at Quantic, but one of the things that team members and employees nationwide always want with all organizations is clear expectations. They want to know what's expected out of them, what the goals are. And once they understand that, then they have a destination. They have a place that they know equals success. And so we try to be really clear with all of our team members on exactly what good looks like and exactly where we're going as an organization and knowing that goal. This year, we worked really hard on it the last part of last year, but this year, every single one of our team members throughout the entire company knows exactly what they need to do in order to achieve success and to be rewarded for that success. We call them KPIs in our organization. So they know those and they know exactly what we expect of them. And knowing the goal creates a lot of relief from our team members because they know exactly what they've got to do in order to be successful. I can expand on that a little bit. I'm in an organization called YPO, Young Presidents Organization. I sat in a forum of CEOs and presidents and we were talking about corporate culture and they went around the room and they asked everybody what they thought was most important to your employees in terms of building culture. And I naively thought that it was compensation. People just want to come to work and make the most money they could make for the hours they put in and that will cause job satisfaction. And people in the room that had spent more time working on culture all disagreed with me. And they basically schooled me in the notion that people want to know that what they're doing is measurable, that it means something to the company, that they're a part of something. And so, you know, I took that to heart. And part of the first thing that Mike started to do when he joined Quantic was to help really build out this culture of paper performance built around KPIs so that people know each manager builds the KPIs for their own employees and then executive manager builds them for the manager so that everything has a cascade effect and everybody knows what they're supposed to be doing and they get compensated for doing things that are meaningful. I'd say it's probably one of the most important things we've done in my view. And Each of these guys may have a different opinion, but I think that implementing KPIs just goes a really long way towards building culture. Great. And for those of you who do not know what a KPI is, that is a key performance indicator and very, very crucial when trying to set a direction 
and knowing the goal. Casey, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I'm going to put you on the spot. I think you're the embodiment of this next value. Try it on, right? The role of chief empowerment officer, I've never heard that title before, makes a ton of sense to me. And it's something that Quantic as an organization is trying on. What does try it on mean to you? And why is that an important value at Quantic? Absolutely. So change is hard. Change brings on fear in people. We want folks to feel safe here. We want folks to feel supported. We allow our employees to have the opportunity to just try it on. It goes along with progress, not perfection, too. They're able to know that they're supported and that they won't fail if they just give it a shot. Fantastic. And You brought up an interesting point, which I want to amplify, is that these values do not exist in a vacuum. They're very interdependent. One influences the other. There is one that maybe undergirds them all, but it's certainly not the one a person might think of. Say cheese. Be positive, smile, and encourage others. Why say cheese? This is mine. That's what I thought you were going to (laughs) say. We surveyed our employees and asked them what were some of the characteristics or traits of their fellow colleagues that they really enjoyed. And a lot of the responses were ones that were positive and really happy and made them smile. So when you take a picture of someone, the photographer is always going to smile. And when you say cheese, the individual getting the picture taken is going to smile too. So, you know, we have some tough moments. We live in these Zoom boxes and sometimes we might be having a moment where we just need to kind of look around the Zoom room and say, hey, everybody just say cheese. Like, let's all chill for a moment and just enjoy ourselves. And I have to say, of course, the listening audience is not the seeing audience, but Casey, you radiate this value, say cheese. You've been smiling the whole podcast. And for the skeptics in the audience who think that say cheese doesn't belong as a value, I am going to urge you to look up the work of Martin Seligman and Dr. Barbara Fredrickson, who have done in-depth studies on positivity and have proven with data that people who are positive and work in a positive workplace outperform, succeed, and come out on top. So please, let's loosen the ties a little bit and be open-minded when we talk about culture and how it champions success. Now, This value is a newly added one, and I actually didn't even know about it until recently. And it's tricky, but it can be done, and it really can make a difference. Embrace conflict respectfully. What does that mean? Well, when you have people with all different personality types and all different personal agendas and motivations and fears and goals working together, you're gonna have conflict. And it's unavoidable even if your culture is strong. And so we just talk about the conflict is okay as long as we experience it respectfully. And there are times when two managers, two senior level people who are both intelligent, well-intended people are going to clash. Not that they disagree. Maybe one person thinks the other stepping on their toes or treading on their territory. You know, we encourage them, hey, say something about it, stand up for yourself, but do it with respect, 
recognizing that there were probably good intentions on the other side. And it's all about treating people with respect. And that's easier said than done sometimes when you're in the heat of the moment. But if we keep that as one of our core values out front, it's more likely to happen. So this is a new one and we're trying it on. (laughs) I would add to that, that what's really important in embracing conflict is that we know what the conflict is about. And if everybody shows up, our senior management team, if we just show up every day with our focus and intentionality on making Quantic the best place possible to work and the best place possible to bank and to borrow money from for our mortgage clients, and we take all the personal stuff out of it, then the conflict becomes a lot easier because the conflict is about what's the best way forward for Quantic, not about whose opinion is the right one. And so that's one of the things that we want to keep out in front of people is we all want to be focused on what's the best thing for Quantic. Absolutely. Really love that. So something that's really cool about our core values too, is they're not just on a wall or piece of paper. They're also a shared language. So while we've explained what these core values are here on the podcast, if we just simply say, say cheese or try it on or progress, not perfection, Within the organization, we all know exactly what that means without having to get into it. So say embrace conflict respectfully. We all understand what that means at the given time. And I think that is really impactful for our team members as well. It's shared language. It's shared values. It is something that you can show. That's very impressive. So let's say someone comes to you in financial services. Maybe they've listened to this podcast and say, wow. I love what you're doing. I don't know how to start with this in my own organization, and I'd really love to see the culture change. What might you tell them? Well, what we did as a starting point is we brought in an expert. We brought in somebody just to coach us and guide us through the discovery process, help us to figure out who are we as an organization? What do we think our culture is and where would we like it to go? I didn't do it. Yes, I have to champion it from the top down, but there had to be buy-in across the organization. We put people around a table and we talked about this at length and we came up with our core values because everyone agreed that if we can achieve these or make significant progress toward embodying these values, that we will succeed together. And so you could do this internally, but you need a champion, somebody who understands the importance of this, and you've got to spend time on it. You've got to put a concerted effort into it. It's not something you're going to figure out in an hour. And then you have to actually live it. These are big things, but if you just take a step, all you have to do is start, and you'll see that you can build momentum around that. There's books you can read, there's consultants you can hire, or you could just do it naked and do it by yourselves. Either way, just do something. Don't do nothing. Great advice for a starting point. I'm kind of lucky at Bankadelic because when we say embrace conflict respectfully, it means I'm arguing with myself (laughs) or for that matter, really bringing in the consultants. And that's another thing that I'm hearing that's really impressive. The idea that you bring in other people to help inform the process when creating a dynamic culture. There are all kinds of tricks. I mean, Mike Lance is chief people officer, and he holds that title not because he's managing health insurance benefits, but he's managing people development. And Mike, why don't you talk just about some of the other things we do in leadership development and that type of thing? Yeah, we have a philosophy at Quantic that, you know, our bank is only going to grow, our organization is only going to grow at the pace that our people grow. And so we need to invest into our people, both personally and professionally. 
we've been doing that for the past year, but it's really on steroids right now in 2021 with what we want to have happen. So, you know, we've started to implement everything from training for how people can be more financially sound in their personal lives to, you know, we've got a partner that works on that. We have Zoom yoga classes for people to become healthier. And we're working on building all of our new training modules out in a digital way because we are all across the country and we have to make sure that we're equipping and training people in order to be the best version of themselves they can possibly be both at work and outside of work. You know, when an organization grows as fast as we've been growing the past year, we have to start to build in and equip leaders. And so we've started identifying who those future leaders could be. We just launched an emerging leader program. We have some of our more middle level managers going through a leadership development program in partnership with the Leadership Pipeline Institute. And we're actually going to roll out a new program called the Q Learning Board, which is a year-long journey that all of our employees can go through where they're learning more about themselves, they're learning more about our culture, and they're growing their personal skills. So it's an investment that Steve is willing to make as the owner of the bank to say, I want to invest in our people so that we can grow the people that we have. And as a byproduct of that also, we start to be looked at as a destination employer because people want to grow and develop and they want to grow their careers. And when Quantic is seen as an organization where they can go and do that, we will continue to attract the very best talent in the marketplace. And that makes the bank better. We're constantly rethinking every process we have or every experience. And I have a post-it here that says, rethinking what we're rethinking because (laughs) we're constantly adapting. We're constantly improving, you know, every process, every experience that our team members are going through. Are we doing it to the best ability that we have? And also, how is it making them feel? Not what are they going through? Like what paperwork do they have to do? Or what sort of Zoom do they have to log on to? Or PowerPoint? But how is what we're presenting them making them feel? And we're constantly rethinking that, retooling it, and understanding how we can do that better, especially since the vast, vast majority of our employees are remote. I would argue that you are already doing it better and you're going to be doing it even better in the future. I'll be watching very closely and we will definitely need to resume this conversation at some point in the future. Mike, Stephen, Casey, want to thank you so much for making the time to be on Bankadelic today. Our pleasure. Always enjoy our chats, Lou. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Lou. Thank you. Mike Lance is the Chief People Officer at Quantic Bank. Stephen Schnall is the founder and CEO of Quantic. And Casey Christopher is the Chief Empowerment Officer at Quantic. You can find Mike, Stephen, and Casey on LinkedIn. Bankadelic, sponsored by the William Mills Agency. For close to 40 years, the William Mills Agency has served hundreds of companies that provide a wide range of products and services in the banking, payments, mortgage, credit union, and related markets. The William Mills Agency is the largest provider of PR and marketing services for companies that market to the financial industry. For more information, visit williammills.com. Have you thought about how you'll gain the upper hand in your search for stellar talent? Banker Hire leverages a niche industry with uncommon insight. They're committed to finding you qualified commercial and community banking, lending, compliance, HR, retail, and wealth talent. Banker Hire prides itself on listening and solving problems. Their approach is 100% hands-on and heads-up, giving you what you need to make smart, 
actionable decisions. For more information, visit BankerHire.com. Quantic is the adaptive digital bank that offers entrepreneurs, immigrants, millennials, low-income families, seniors, and others innovative banking products and services which embrace the diversity of circumstances that exist in the lives of customers while elevating their financial strength. For more information, visit QuanticBank.com. That's Q-U-O-N-T-I-C Bank.com. Hmm. Those four pillars of the Quantic Bank culture are pretty hard to beat. Unless I go in the direction of traditional banking to the max, in which case I would start Frantic Bank. Yes, the bank where we do things the old-fashioned way, just like the Medici's, just like all of those people who were hoarding treasures during the Middle Ages while people starved and rotted in the fields. Let's introduce you to Frantic Bank's four values. Value number one, make money. Value number two, make even more money. Value number three, make even more money. And value number four, make astronomical, unbelievable, atmospherically incomprehensible amount of money. Sound insane? Absolutely it is, because there's nothing like rolling in the dough and rolling in the dough some more when you are at Frantic Bank. Ready? Tell them about our values, team. Make money. Make even more money. Make even more money. More money. More money. And now, Bankadelic presents Three Bullseyes. Number one. Change is hard. Change brings on fear in people. We want folks to feel safe here. We want folks to feel supported. We allow our employees to have the opportunity to just try it on. Number two. One of the things that team members and employees nationwide always want with all organizations is clear expectations. They want to know what's expected out of them, what the goals are, and once they understand that, then they have a destination. They have a place that they know equals success. Number three. Sometimes people just are afraid to make a mistake because they think there'll be a backlash or consequences. And we actually encourage people to make mistakes. And so it's okay if you make mistakes because that's how we learn. As long as we're making progress and moving in the right direction, it's okay if we break a couple of eggs along the way. And now, lose views. And so begins the tale of two bank CEOs. One dressed in a suit and tie, and one in a t-shirt and shorts. The first CEO, the one in the suit and tie, is James Gorman. Now, he's been with Morgan Stanley and its forerunner company since 1999. And here's a guy that thinks just like he's in the 90s. As workers grapple with the anxiety of returning to the office... This is what Gorman had to say, as reported by CNN Business. 
quote, by Labor Day, I'll be very disappointed if people haven't found their way into the office and then we'll have a very different kind of conversation. Gorman emphasized how workers can't expect to get their New York salaries if they continue to work remotely. Quote, if you want to get paid New York rates, you have to work in New York, Gorman said. None of this, I'm in Colorado and getting paid like I'm sitting in New York City. Sorry, that doesn't work. Now compare that kind of inflexibility with the ingenuity that Steve Schnall has shown as a CEO. There he is on the Quantic website explaining the story behind the bank and in the video he's wearing the aforementioned t-shirt and shorts. But his approachability is also buffeted by those incredible four pillars of the Quantic culture. It matters not just as a way of running a business that succeeds, but it couldn't be more timely. Experts are talking about how 2021 will likely be the year of the great resignation. COVID was a wake-up call, and for many people, it was a time to reconsider what they were doing, who they were doing it with, and why it mattered in their professional lives. I'll be frank about this. To act as James Gorman did was not just the height of tone deafness, it was insensitive. Throwing the hammer down and saying, get back into the office or we'll have a different kind of conversation is leadership by intimidation. You might think that COVID was a wake-up call for CEOs too. For some, like James Gorman, it apparently wasn't. And for some, like Steve Schnall, there was no wake-up call needed because he was already gazing into the future and seeing what a great banking workplace could and would and does look like. Thanks for tuning in to Bankadelic. We hope you join us next time and check back in the weeks ahead as we build our podcast vault. Our producer in Chicago is Jenny Elman. Thanks again to the William Mills Agency for their generous sponsorship. Thanks to Banker Hire. Thanks also to Quantic. I'm Lou Carlozo. You can catch me on LinkedIn and at the coffee shop thinking about another iced mocha. Until next time, so long. Bankadelic is a production of NMD+, London, Chicago, and Austin, Texas.